Hi guys and welcome to Living Through Society with your Northern Last Kate. Guys, so today we're going to be joined by Harriet Slayman, an absolute fashionista digital creator based in Manchester from Bolton, fellow Bolton lasts, got to have you out there, which is absolutely amazing. We're going to be talking about treatment of women, sexual assault, OCD, perfectionism and peer pressure in high school and college and looking a certain way and acting a certain way. So here we go, let's get started. Let's talk lockdown and how it's affected both of us and um, let's get some positives that have come out of it. How many people have come away from the 9-5, away from the rat race and gone, actually, what's like going to be good for me? And so many people have slowed down yeah. and like, got their inner zen and been like, right, what do I yeah. do? What should I be doing? And so many people have done that. And I, I love 2020 and Corona for that. Like, I don't want to say I love Corona because I really don't. I do love Me too. that it's done this to us. Personally, for a lot of people, it's opened people's eyes to what's actually wrong with their situation, what they can do to improve it, or like self-growth. Or even just kind of taking time for themselves, like finally, because I remember I'd come, I'd come back from college and then I'd go to work and then I'd come home, I'd be knackered, I'd be on autopilot kind of. I realised as soon as I stopped, this has been so bad for me mentally and physically and everything. It's yeah, so I think it's been so good. Like have you, what is it? Is it been anything like that with you this um, quarantine? Yeah, a bit. A bit. So um, when did it all happen? So I was at uni. I came home because of Corona. Um, I think I've just realised that my happiness is worth so much. Like I came yeah. out, had graduated and thought, I'm just going to take any food job that I can and I'm just going to deal with it. Mm. And then I discovered this creative media course with the Reporters Academy at Manchester Media City. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ooh, that sounds really good. And then yeah. the first day was the best thing. And I thought, you know what? This is where I need to be. This is what I want to do. And then I had all these different food offers and I cancelled them mm-hmm. and I didn't have a good gut feeling. And I thought, you know what? That's just, I just want to invite myself into some happiness. Yeah. I'd just, I'd welcomed too much unhappiness. Like if a for example if a guy liked Mm. me I'd be like oh yeah like I'll just take up this opportunity because I know that you like me and I just like accept anything or like any job or any opportunity Mm. anything whereas now I've become selective and more picky and I think no I don't want that I don't want this that is so good yes I am proud of you well done that's literally like the best thing to do because I feel like I went through that during high school and the start of college like um until I probably like self-reflected and sorted myself out and kind of like took myself into control especially in high school my mental health was really bad so um I would just kind of if I'd base my self-worth and how I feel about my image on other people's opinions. Now, the problem with that is nobody has the same opinion. Some people like brunettes, some people like blondes, some people like different body sizes, all of that. Now, 
if I'm basing my self-worth off other people's opinions, there's not one opinion, so I'm never going to be happy. And I real, literally, I realised that when I left my high school, I was like, wait a second, this is not correct. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> Honestly, when I realised that, I was like, I don't, I don't care anymore. So it was really fun. It was a really fun time. It was really, like, liberating, if you get what I mean. This is what I mean about you being a wise 18-year-old. Like, I I think I've only just come to terms with this being 21. And you've already realised this at 18. So that's what I mean. Like, I think when I was 18, I cared way too much what other people think and could not sprout that sort of intelligent stuff that you just said <laughs> thing is I feel like I feel like I'm a really deep thinker so um I just I don't know where at the start of quarantine all I was doing was thinking I was obviously dealing with um you know my mental health and like OCD and stuff like that but at the same time as that I was really deeply thinking so and even like before that it's I don't know it's it's very fun I like it Love it, love it, love it. So yeah, you are too, though. Like, yeah, but I've got three years on you. I'm allowed. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I know adults that don't even have that sort of process. I think it's always been hard, no matter what age you are, especially like leading up to your twenty-five to thirties. Even if you have like. The way you speak and the idea, like even the podcast, everything like that. I know that you say, oh, you got three years below me. You've got shit under control, but so have you. Like, it's really good. And you share the same views, you see, and we're the same. We're, we're both just wise. I love this so much. But yeah, I think what I'm saying, I'm doing too much of a comparison. Like Everyone has their own like timelines in life. And mm. you obviously experience stuff sooner than other people, yeah. like myself, and that has just made you grow so so much more. And obviously, other people have that later in life. Yeah, so I won't compare myself. It's all good. It's you don't need growing. It. You're amazing, honestly. The, <laughs> like you're perfect, honestly. I wouldn't say that you are really good. You've got shit under like control doing a sick podcast you're gorgeous you're so nice like you're an amazing person all's good it's <laughs> this is a confession but looking at your instagram i think i probably put you on a pedestal you know like when you see like an influencer and you think oh my gosh they look so amazing mm-hmm. and then i heard your voice note and i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. this girl is human i was like she's so nice and she's so lovely and someone can look so amazing and also be nice I was like wow and we both went to the same high school it's mad it's such a small world it was a good school but I feel like there was a lot of problems including which I want to say like racism definitely like did you ever see like things to do that yeah there's like a lot of I feel like certain words and and stuff was really normal like what I've noticed is a lot of really bad things were normalized so you didn't really see a problem with them or you didn't even recognize them um definitely like weird sexual stuff as well like 
you just hear things and also you personally experience things that now you'd be like that's just not okay that's weird but then you just think it's normal do you know what I mean yeah I don't think I've reflected on it enough to think about it enough yeah really Mm. um I was so shocked when you said that Mm. I was like wow I've had that experience with sexual assault when I was at uni and we've already spoken about it but yeah like it happened to me Mm. and I remember afterwards thinking I had a really weird relationship with guys afterwards I felt as though like I owed them myself yeah and I remember just sitting with one of my friends on the sofa and like just like a friend and I thought oh maybe he like wants to kiss me and I just like let him kiss me and then it like escalated and he went by the way you do realize that we don't actually have to do anything and I was like what yeah and that like completely changed everything that I'd like learned from my past experiences and I was like oh wow like really like we don't have to do anything like you you can't we can just sit and chat and he was like yeah we can and I was like wow so that from turned like an unhealthy experience into a healthy experience yeah like before my boyfriend I feel like I experienced just a lot of things where it was me thinking I needed to owe somebody something or because I'm around them or because I've arranged to be around this person or anything like that, that I automatically owe something and I relate to you completely like that. And I kind of, I feel like I've been objectified so much that I saw myself as just kind of this object that people could take advantage of. And even if I didn't want to, then that wouldn't matter because I'm I'm me, like I'm the person that is meant to be like that so I'm just gonna either stay quiet or show my disagreement they won't listen like stuff like that it's very surreal like recognizing it because at the time I'm sure you can relate you don't really notice you just there like oh yeah and then once that perspective has changed you look back and you're like oh my god that's not right I, I don't know I feel like not all men obviously but it's very common for men oh we were talking about this when we first called to like romanticize situations where a female is not wanting to be in that situation and then after you've said no it's like no means convince me yeah no never means no it either means try harder convince me or do it anyway which is you know I've spoken to my boyfriend about this and then, and he's been like, why would a person do that? He's even like, yeah, he's, he doesn't understand it. And I'm sure loads of men are like that, but it's very common to see like, just, I think it may be to do with like the porn industry. Like we were speaking about this where the, it's romanticized so much a female being resistant that, in real life they apply it which is not not okay at all yeah I think it happens a lot on nights out like when it happened to me it was just me and my friend and I think we were seen as like vulnerable or something and both times I was just like incredibly drunk and so many people one of my friends was raped at the beginning of uni and she was incredibly Mm. drunk 
And my first response was, why did you get so drunk? Oh my God, yeah. And then it happened. And I thought, well, you shouldn't have been drunk. You shouldn't have been that drunk. Yeah. And that was my first response. Mm. I didn't say it to her face because I don't know why I didn't say it to her face. Mm. But then it happened to me and I was equally that drunk. Yeah. And um, it also happened to my same friend at the same time. And she said, well, I was this drunk. I should just expect Honestly. it. Um, I don't remember what happened. And then I remember speaking to the rape hotline because I was in a relationship yeah. at the time, which was a whole other bag yeah. of rubbish. But I remember speaking to the hotline and them saying, like, as soon as someone gets that idea in the head, like, you can't do anything, blah, 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 blah. Made me feel so much better about what had happened. Yeah. And there's so many more posts now that people say, like, doesn't matter how you dress, doesn't matter who you talk to, what you've done. Yeah. Sexual assault and rape happens because of like a rapist and someone with that idea. It doesn't matter if you're walking around in a bikini. It does not matter. There isn't an excuse for it at all. It's a mentality. Like it's a mentality. It's not a natural reaction for men or like anybody who's into a female it's not a natural reaction it's not what like your body's just programmed to do that you have to have that mentality like the mentality mm. i know of my i've spoken to my boyfriend about this he doesn't understand that mentality but i've also witnessed and experienced hearing boys speak about girls as if like oh my god i've ex- i've heard boys say things like she shouldn't wear a skirt then if she doesn't want to be touched like and even if she, like, does get touched, then that's not my problem. She's the one who brought it on. And it blows my mind because I wouldn't dream of that. I I just don't get it. Yeah. It's Yeah, I think you also have to talk about the fact that guys can be raped because they can, like, just to get that out there. But, like, on a night out, the only thing I want to do is dress sexy, feel sexy, and dance with my friends. A lot of my friends are girls, some are guys, and I will, like, sexily dance on my friends and, like, grind on my friends if I want, and I'll be like, money, yes, girl. Yeah. Like, my friends will be, like, shaking their thing, and I'll be like, yes, girl. Yeah. It's the experience. And then, but other times, guys will come. Like, I remember the amount of creeps there are on a night out like I've done a few nights out sober or drinking less to look after my friends but when because because when you're both drunk you do make yourself vulnerable which was why it happened in the first place like the both times that it happened to me which is so horrible like it happened twice and both times I was drunk and both me and my friends were like off our heads um yeah anyways but you do get them creeps that come round and you say to them no fuck off and they don't get the message like even the other day I was just chilling on my own and this guy came up to me like just during the day and I was like yeah can you go away please and they just see it as encouragement and I remember my entire group of friends yeah when one is really drunk this guy like saw her vulnerability and I think like they started doing stuff and I was like no go away leave her alone you know she's clearly too drunk and looked after and if you don't have that person around you you can really easily be taken advantage of but there's so many guys on nights out that like prey on girls and 
I think it's yeah. often, the, when girls do it to guys, it's slightly more secretive or if within guy groups, I think if a girl comes on to a guy, they're like, oh my God, why did you push her away or whatever? And girls can rape guys. Yeah. But I've not got like a, a good background of that, but I just want to get it out there. But yeah, a lot of guys do prey on girls. Yes. And it's just not good. Like I remember me and my friend were a night out and there was a group of lads talking to us. And we were just like, hmm. we've been taught as a society or just the general, this age have been taught to be so polite. And I've never been told how to say no, really, because I've always been like, yes, please, please, thank you. Yeah. Did you say thank you? Did you say please? Did you say please and thank you? Make sure you have good manners. Like, that's been drilled into me too. So to say no to someone yeah. has just not really been in my vocabulary. And so when I've been approached by lads, like I'll just be like, oh, it's all right. Like, um, I'm all right. And I remember the first time, God, I hate, I've never said this before. But the first time I was sexually assaulted, I remember saying to this group of lads who were like coming on to me and my friends, I was like, no, sorry, like I'm in a relationship. I don't really want anything. And this guy went, mm. I'm better than him. And I was like, what the hell? You know, and he was like, I can be better than him. I'm better than him all this crap and the whole thing is to do with like if I was single and I'd said no would he have just completely disrespected that even more usually lads are like she's got a boyfriend I actually had a girlfriend at the time and I was just like no I'm in a relationship like they don't need to know the details but they still did not leave us alone and I think the idea of like uni when you have one night stands yeah a lot of guys expect sex like, it's just like expected and I remember going home with someone and being like nah I'm tired I just want to sleep or I just want to chat and him him being like Ugh. yeah I know before I got with my boyfriend right every experience that I had like I, di- I didn't have a lot of experience before my boyfriend obviously but before um I just I was obviously like in a really bad place and I the only thing that validated me was getting attention now it didn't just have to be from boys it would be girls thinking like oh she's there she's like pretty or whatever but that was the only form of like positive affirmation that I experienced really at the time so it became a routine to kind of depend on it And every male that I, say, hung out with was, I don't want to say was friends with, because I did have, you know, a few all right friends. I know, like, a few instances where I've been like, no. And they've done that thing where it's like, try harder. And I've said no, and I'm obviously uncomfortable. And they've just rolled their eyes and make comments and, and say you've wasted their time. And it's, for me personally, it's been very, very, like, scarring. It's been a massive contribution to, like, negative mental health it's and I, the thing is I was I experienced this last year I was in McDonald's and this 11 year old he was about 11 right this 11 year old comes up to me uh, I was waiting for like a crew meeting and this 11 year old comes up to me and he goes oh hi guys what's your number and I was like you're 11 you are 11 years old what are you all being taught? Like, I I thought it's literally 2020. Why are you, why are you this age and you're, you've you've not been taught anything other? 
so I made a fool out of him really I was like I literally I started doing all this like jokey stuff I was like oh yeah I'd love your number I think I know your mom I think I'll work with your mom yeah I'd really like that like really I was just doing all of that and still the 11 year old was persisting and, and I was like yeah nice I, I just don't it's crazy it is crazy because I thought you know it's 2020 people shouldn't be like that but it's still when I was in sixth form, I worked at the canteen at Cannon, and a lot of the year 11 lads would like hit on you. And I just think, who do you think you're speaking to? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I don't know. It's the mentality of some boys and like men and stuff. Obviously, some women do have this mentality. I'm not saying men don't experience it, but because I'm a female, I only know what I've experienced. So this is all I'm going to talk to like on. The attitude, it's scary because you actually feel like a victim. You feel like you're going to get unwillingly treated and you can't do anything about it because it's normal or they don't care. And there's not much like, do you know there's a fine for playing music too? Like I was thinking about this. I think there should be a fine for wolf whistling because there's a fine for playing your music too loud in a car, but there's not for like harassment from someone in a car. And I think it should be a thing. Let's talk about this. I think it should, but I'm just like you when I was younger validation from compliments whether it was from guys girls and then like you say like a guy saying oh you've wasted my time well I don't owe you anything what did you expect yeah and I think a lot of the things are like if I wear a short skirt why should I expect you to objectify me yeah like guys can wear shorts and whatever even take the top off in different social situations like if on a night out a short skirt is like generally accepted in a club but then when yeah. you walk home and you're wearing that short skirt or if you're doing the walk of shame or whatever you want to mm. call it having a short skirt the next day it's socially within the day you're like and if you're around like a certain um area yeah. that you know is like dodgy yeah you're like pulling your skirt and um, skirt down like oh I don't you know and yeah the whole idea of like I think it's so difficult to have a guy mate nowadays. Yeah. Like a lot of guys think, oh, this girl likes yeah. me. I want to I wanna get in her pants. You can be naive enough to think, oh, this guy's just being friendly. It's so nice to finally have like a guy mate. And the reason why people are raped is because they're nice people. Yeah. And they don't expect people to take advantage of them. And they don't expect someone to be so evil. You know, like you, 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 when people say treat others how you would like to be treated, that is the expectation. So when you invite someone yeah. to like chill, yeah. you just expect them to treat you like you would treat them. But whereas there are people out there that take advantage of that, and that's just how it happens. I think there's so much guilt shaming though. Like, that's so right. When I first told someone, they were like, well, why did you go home with them? And I was like, well, I was shit faced. And I know that's not like an excuse. Yeah. I know like yeah. being drunk is not like the excuse, but the excuse is the fact that you went home with a rapist and it's nothing else. It's like, you can't say yeah. 
that you were too drunk that why did you go home with them why did you put yourself in that situation you shouldn't have been there you shouldn't have been that drunk you could have been drugged they've taken advantage of you if if you were with a decent person they'd be like oh she's drunk like I'll just let them sleep you wouldn't be like yeah let's have sex oh yeah (laughs) yeah Exactly. Like, have you, and this has been a huge thing to do with my anxiety and like OCD, it's been a huge thing. Did you ever, when you put on clothes and say you felt good, you felt you like loved how your body looked and everything, you never had the intention of anything sinister. Um, Were you ever made to feel guilty about wearing it? Because I know I've worn things. And I've gone for a meal and I've got attention or whatever. And I've been like, I'm in a relationship. I don't want this. Like, I don't want attention. I Like, this is not what I want. And I feel, I felt like, oh, I need to cover up. I need to wear something like, and this stuff hasn't been too revealing. Like, I remember when I first started caring about clothes, it was when, my OCD was getting bad and that was a huge thing with me I was thinking oh the clothes I've worn make me want attention and that's must what it means because that's what people think I wore I wore like huge trenches I wear trenches now but I didn't take it off I didn't show my body and I still have a big problem now with showing my like I still have a big problem kind of even if I, I wore that dress to take a picture and I was like, I'm so scared if I wore this to a party or something because if people see my body, they might think I want more. And it's a huge thing. A thousand percent, Harriet. For different social situations, I dress a certain way. Yeah. And like I said, if you're wearing a short skirt to a club, it's like generally accepted. But if you yeah. wear it during the day or somewhere else, mm. you feel like, oh my God, I'm revealing too much. And I remember wearing this short skirt and then realising how short it was all of a sudden because of the attention I was getting. I was thinking, I don't want this attention. I have an obsession with skirts. Like, I just love them. I don't know why. I I just love them. And I like wearing them. But I just realised all of a sudden, like, how short this skirt was. And I was thinking, crikey, like, I just don't want the attention that comes along with wearing these clothes. Yeah. It's like, um, a good example is Billie Eilish. Yeah. The fact that mm. she wears like baggy clothes and then all of a sudden yeah. she wore something tight and she just got sexualized beyond belief. Yeah, she just yeah, she got harassed online and it really infuriated me because I was thinking she has this style and she has developed this style purely not to get sexualized, and she's finally opened herself up to that. Probably ex well, I don't know what she expected. I can't talk for her, but I'd hope that she kind of expected positive kind of stuff. And a lot of her comments were just people talking about the size of her body and everything. And I just find it crazy. It, oh my God, that is such a good thing to bring up because that absolutely, that absolutely, oh, it just, it made me so angry. Yeah, I totally know how you feel. Like, I think a good example is going on a first date. Like, you can't dress too sexy. You can't dress too frumpy. You can't be too frigid. You've got to dress a certain way. And, like, I think we've already touched on this before. But, like I said, putting your best foot forward and coming across a certain way. And Mm. 
but yeah like you can't reveal too much yeah you can't reveal too little yeah it's like all them years ago when women used to show just their ankles yeah she was showing her ankle she's a slut yeah whereas now exactly yeah it's just it's insane different social situations covering up a bit more depending on where you're going like oh that area is dodgy I can imagine how it's affected you um in a club like I was dancing with this guy like I grind on girls grind on a guy like I was thinking yeah you know I might kiss this guy you know we'll see and then you know what he did he shoved my head down on the floor so like my back was flat and I turned around and I was like excuse me what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I literally walked off and went, what the fuck did you, do you think you're doing? Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> I've got, I think I just got another example. I can't quite think of it right now. Okay. Oh, especially because, A, I'm in a relationship. People know that. B, because ever since I've dealt with or an experience of, like, anxiety and this OCD and stuff, I don't want to keep, like, bringing it up. But um, ever since I've dealt with it, I have overthought going out or places I'm going to be so much that I don't or didn't go out really because I was so scared of something happening that I'd come back and absolutely panic about. At college, I wouldn't, I'd like be frightened of going in a certain part of college because I wouldn't want attention. And if I went there, I'd come out of it and be like, I must have wanted attention if I went in there, which is stupid because I just wanted to go to the water fountain. But Oh, it's the expectations for women these days. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I know that there's some people out there that think it's bullshit, really, don't they? They just think, oh, women are just making a problem out of nothing. It's Nazi feminism. But like the expectations on daily like worries I have because I'm a female and I don't want attention. I don't want all this stuff that I can't help happen is ridiculous yeah the idea that I want to dress for myself I want to dress nice but I don't want the attention that comes along with it and um like I don't know how to put this but you're a beautiful young woman and you know like you want to dress nice but at the same time dressing nice Mm. will draw attention to yourself and then you can be like well just don't dress like that that's what you get for looking so beautiful or whatever you want to call it like you shouldn't you shouldn't do that like how wrong is that so wrong and I know like it has been a traditional thought process it's been taught throughout tradition and there has been like it's very hard to debunk hundreds of years of living. Like, for so long, it's been women are this, men are this. If women do this, they want this. You know, and it's been like that for hundreds of years. And I think we're at a point now where everything is becoming debunked. Racism, sexism, women's rights, LGBT plus problems are coming into, like, perspective and... I feel like this is kind of the starting point. We've got such a long way to go, I can't even explain, but this is definitely the kind of starting place, which I'm happy about, you know? I just hope it gets better. There's so much space for change. Like, if you look at literature from all these years ago, but the whole idea that women are there to bear children and please a man. Hmm. That's just what women were. Yeah. And that idea is still 
carried into today um when I spoke to this rape hotline Mm. they said I was like oh um such a touchy subject but I was in bed with this guy I was really really drunk and um I didn't even want to kiss him I didn't even want to kiss him I was just like but anyways I ended up kissing him I spoke to the rape hotline and they were like you know it, they were just amazing like you can consent to kiss someone and then yeah not consent to something else you know yeah like, that's how you know and he's so yes I think so many women and so many men have the internal conflict of like was I asking yeah. for it did I consent I kissed them does that mean I owe them sex I'm so glad you're bringing this up yes 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 literally Oh my God, I can't even explain how right you are. I feel feel like a lot of people, if, okay, whoever you are, there's some mentality, which I've experienced with males, that's like, okay, if you've kissed them, then you'll want to do this. There's no question about it. You go for it. You don't, um, or they'll be like, oh, you came to hang out with me. That, you know what that meant oh, that means you're fine with it. And you'll be like, no, or whatever. And and they'll think it's a game, like we said before. It's, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like so many people don't. And it's sad, like, people like me and you, who, like, in the past have experienced being so naive and polite and being manipulated or gaslighted to feel bad for not giving ourselves on like when we don't want to it's I don't know I just find it so crazy to think back now and that it's happening and there's girls out there or boys out there that don't actually want to do something because they do want to do something they're doing it because they feel like it's their duty or whatever yeah and sometimes it's easier to just be like oh they argue because sometimes people fear for themselves yeah but yeah like you say um if a girl or a guy says like oh I'm tired people think oh they're just lying like they're not actually tired and you know I'm gonna do this anyway sort of thing it's a huge thing like I went back to someone someone's house I literally fell asleep and they took advantage of me and I was like what the fuck and um the first time it happened to me it was with someone who's like quite famous not quite famous like it didn't didn't feel like I was raped sort of thing like it didn't feel like that like the next day I was like oh this is a bit weird both drunk messaged afterwards and did I was you like, think like there was one version of rape like which you see on tv yeah I felt like I felt like I would have felt like violated I felt like it would have been like mm. complete resist whereas I'd actually I'd basically been like vomiting in the taxi and I just wanted to go home I was like I don't care I was with my friend and I was like I just want to go somewhere and sleep that's all I wanted to do and that's what I did and it just didn't happen like that and this guy came on to me and I was like oh and I was like I just want to sleep and that ended up happening and then the second time it happened um I was going home with my friend and she'd work both times it was just me and one friend and I don't want to blame her but we did put ourselves in a vulnerable situation and it was always when we both had two two guys with us anyway but I was in a relationship either time and I was like just too yeah. drunk like I'm such mm. a lightweight and she could drink so much more than me and really I shouldn't have relied on her to look after me because she wanted to go home with a yeah. lad and I just wanted to go home and sleep 
and it just didn't end up like that and I remember being like I just want to go home but she was going home with this one lad and I was like I really don't want to yeah. listen to them have sex so I'm gonna go back with someone else mm-hmm. and then I'll go home later or whenever like they've mm-hmm. stopped and then I can actually have a good sleep and I and I told my boyfriend at the time that he went you're so stupid he was like do you not realize what that means for a lad and I was like no I just I just wanted to avoid listening to them yeah. have sex I didn't want to like third wheel and um she was like what do you want to do and I was like black eye drunk I was dead I was literally so drunk I was like I don't care just take me home this guy was like I'll take her home. I'll look after it I'll pay for an Uber back later and I and he, yeah. she was just like yeah that's fine like and she went back home and then I went to his and I fell asleep on his bed and he literally was just I, I was fast asleep so that that was um, a great experience but afterwards I was like I felt it you know I was like I don't like what's just happened the thing is you've just said that you were giving consent doesn't just have to be yes or no you read body language if somebody's obviously a blackout drunk that is the first thing that's the first thing no matter if they say yeah I've been at a party where girls are drunk boys are drunk boys like I want to do this a girl's like I want to do this but luckily good people are there and they don't do anything because the soberish people are like no that's not okay that's rape that's literally not fine but the fact that you were a blackout drunk be obviously wanting to sleep asleep you weren't conscious you weren't conscious like sober wise and you weren't conscious actually you were asleep it it's I just don't know how a person can take that as yeah it's fine like you must have such a low respect for women as a whole if you behave like that and that's I just can't yeah I remember telling people and then being like what did you expect and I was like to be treated nicely yeah a human being like yeah I think I was just so naive in the fact that I expected equal treatment that I would yeah how I would treat someone else and that's when afterwards that's when I expected to be treated that way I was like right okay well I clearly owe people me they clearly expect if you went home with a boy and was like and he was like no I don't really want to untie you I know that you'd immediately be like oh no it's fine don't worry about it it's okay like don't feel bad and if he was drunk I don't think you'd even attempt to try and get him home with you because even that in itself it's like I don't know it's sinister behavior as well it is and yeah I felt like it needed to be said and I needed to share it I needed to be yeah specific because so many people think oh that wasn't yeah. rape like oh I I brought mm-hmm. it on myself I put myself in that situation because when my friend first told me that she was raped in the first year of uni I was like you shouldn't have been that drunk she shouldn't have been that drunk and it took me the real I feel so bad in saying that but it took me the realization for it to happen to me to think I I can't believe I said that. Like on the other side of the spectrum, the people that are saying that and the fact that you said that, I've said things like that in the past before I experienced stuff. Before you experience something, it's hard to understand something and it's hard to understand the situation. But also when you're like fed certain things mentally, of like if a woman is raped or sexually assaulted, it's usually her fault. Um, And it's because she's acting like a slut or something like that. And when you fed that, it's very hard to kind of shift that mentality.
policy, especially when you've not been through it. Because you've experienced unhealthy stuff. Mm. How did you first feel when you started seeing your boyfriend and experiencing a healthy relationship? Oh, right. I can't express enough. I was talking to my friend about this the other day who has also been through the same situation. She has had unhealthy stuff all the time and she's finally got a nice boyfriend and she came to me. She was like, Harriet, what? He doesn't expect things from me. And I'm like, you know, so when I first met my boyfriend, like he complimented me not by commenting on my body, but he commented, he said I was beautiful and I was a really nice person. And that in itself, I was like, did you just like acknowledge me? Did you not just like, he acknowledged like me. And the first time, obviously we were together, he didn't expect anything of me. And he, he just gave me time. And like, he, I don't see a flaw in him. Like, and, and when I experienced that at first after being treated so badly, like it was very, it was hard to come to terms with because at the start of the relationship, I was like, this won't last for long. This can't last for long. I'm going to be left. This isn't going to last. And I think it caused some problems at the start. But once I came to understand that and I matured and we communicated properly, it really kicked things off so well. It can lead, obviously, what you've experienced in the past can lead to future problems. And I feel like at the start, I used to self-sabotage. So I used to be so scared of being treated the way I was before that I used to kind of tell myself to expect it. So I'd, that would lead to arguments and me trying to protect myself. It's a really lovely thing and it, and it really splits apart, especially when you experience it, what you should get. Not the bare minimum, not below the minimum. It shows you what you deserve completely. Because I, before my boyfriend, my self-worth was down here. And when I experienced how I should be treated by somebody I really love, yeah, it's very eye-opening. And I know so many people have experienced the same. Have you experienced anything like that? Yeah, so I'm experiencing it at the moment. And um, it's made me really emotional. Did you get emotional? Oh, my God. You don't understand. Yes. Very, very, very emotional. Me and my boyfriend, uh, we were young when we got together. Um, so I was quite immature. He, We were both 15 and he was 16, but oh. he was quite mature for a 16-year-old, really. The stuff I'd experienced and I had, like, an eating disorder and my mind was a mess. When we first got together... I know it sounds like, I don't want it to sound sad or anything, but when you're treated badly and that's your normal and you're not affected by it really because it's so normal, when you're treated the way you should be treated at first, it, you feel like you've been, that you've got lucky, that you've, you don't deserve this. Like, this is the way I was treated. If I was treated like that, I obviously deserve to be treated like that. So I was very emotional at the start in feeling like I didn't deserve it. Like the positions I've been putting in the past made me not deserve to be treated well, that he could do with someone better because I, yeah, the same thing, like I didn't deserve it. You're very like thankful for them. And I think there's a lot of emotion with that. 
and sometimes you can doubt whether you deserve it because of obviously your past experiences so yeah it's so normal like I can't even explain to you I'm still emotional about it now when I was talking to my friend the other day I was like she was like I'm being treated well my boyfriend's like this that's what Josh does for you and I'm like now you know the feeling of you feel lucky and you feel finally like you have got what you deserve and I, I like owe it to my boyfriend for kind of we've been through some stuff and we've grown and we've grown past it and I just like owe it to him for kind of he's the one who set me off on knowing my self-worth and kind of even like doing my Instagram I wouldn't have done that if I didn't have the confidence and self-worth for it so yeah it's normal that's amazing yeah I think it's important not to be too thankful or say thanks to them so much because oh, yeah. you when you expect the bare minimum or below I completely understand what you've just said but I just want to expand on like I keep saying to this guy that I'm speaking to him, like oh thanks oh thank you and he's going like why are you saying thanks like this is this is just normal and I'm going well I'm just not used to it and in my past relationship it was incredibly toxic and um I got lied to a lot and I have like a few trust issues now basically with what people say over messenger and their words I don't trust words I trust actions more now because I've been with someone whose words don't meet their actions and so I just tried to explain that to him and he did like a really thoughtful action the other day and like I just almost cried yeah. I was just like this is so thoughtful no one no one has ever done anything yeah. this thoughtful for me before and I remember him saying to me you do you do realize that I'm going to treat you really well he just spoke that over messenger the first time he said that you know like it it shocked me that someone felt like they wanted to treat me that way I was like oh like like you said like I don't feel like I deserve it all but at the same time I was doubting what he was saying he kept saying it and I just didn't believe him like because it was just over messenger I was like anybody could say this to me anybody could tell me they're going to treat me right and then when he I told him about my past and I said "I'm, I'm really sorry it's not you it's me and I'm that's such a cliche line but what I've been through I really find it difficult to trust people's words and after he put the words to action, I can't describe yeah. what it's done, but it has cemented the trust like more than a thousand percent, like 10,000 percent. Now I'm just, I'm like so touched inside. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can actually trust this person now because before they were saying yeah. that they were going to treat me well. You could say this a thousand times and I wouldn't mm. believe you anymore because unfortunately I've just been fed shit yeah. in the past and I, I, unfortunately I can't trust that anymore. And he said, well, I like you that much that I'm willing to put in the time and effort. And I remember telling him about my past and just feeling like I was dropping shit on yeah. him. Like, By the way, I've been through this. I hope you can deal with this baggage that comes with me. And he was like, you do realise that you're an amazing person and I'm willing to put up, not put up, but I'm willing to like work through this. And I felt so horrible. I felt like I don't like dropping all this rubbish on you. Like that's what it felt like. Like I'm, I'm dealing with this. I need to try and help you deal with it as well. And this idea of like coming across perfect and not wanting to have this emotional baggage with me 
unfortunately I did have to like carry through and explain to him I felt guilty for having that wrong with me yeah when when I when me and my boyfriend worked through um uh like my past uh and the problems we faced at the start of our relationship it was very much for me the exact same thing where I was like I'm so sorry like I'm an awful person this is what has happened I'm so sorry you probably hate me for it and his response was literally it's okay we're gonna work through it it's the past now is the present there is obviously a massive massive distinction between the past and the present and you also can't go through the past again going over it will not help anything as long as it's different now and you've taken either the lessons or you know you're assured it wasn't your fault or whatever it's all okay which does make you so emotional like I completely get where you're coming from it was very because nobody in the past has treated you like that do you know what I mean they've kind of like persecuted you for stuff that you shouldn't be persecuted for yeah yeah yeah, I think what was bad was the first time I was sexually assaulted, I was with someone and they were like, oh my God, you've cheated on me. And they broke up with me mm. and I got like all this abuse. And then the second time it happened, um, my partner was like so supportive. Yeah. And that difference was nicer because the first time it happened to me, I felt so guilty about what had happened. And they were mm. like, you've cheated on me. You've done this on purpose, blah, blah, blah. So... What does your boyfriend do to make you feel loved? And what was it that made you think, yeah, this guy is nice? Want to find out the answer to this question? Listen to our next part of this episode. We have not stopped talking. We are next to talk about peer pressure, self-growth, and how having trauma in your life can then affect you in your next relationships and how can you recognize a healthy relationship after you've had an unhealthy one and how self-esteem can really affect you from how you've previously been treated and then accepting being treated well and different struggles that come along with that we'll also be talking about ocd and ocd in relationships so that's all to come as well as modern day struggles to do with mental health yeah stay tuned and listen on if you would like to listen to us continue the conversation so if you have enjoyed listening to me ramble on please do let me know send me a message on instagram leave me a review on apple Podcasts. it's always 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 welcome a review is if you want more from this podcast go over to our facebook community and we're also on linkedin the best way to find us is in my instagram bio if you would like to be a guest speaker if you want future topics for me to discuss i shall let me know put it in there send me a message thank you once again for your support i appreciate you listening to my voice stay well stay happy and stay safe till next time